0: Hey guys, welcome back to Who, What, Where, a true crime podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin, Hannah, and Abigail. If you've never listened before, just know this is a very chatty, girls' night sleepover-type podcast. You will speculate and theorize a lot, so if that's not your jam, we totally understand. But if it is, you can tune in every Monday for a full-length episode, and then come back every Friday for a freaky Fast Friday episode, where we give you the rundown on a case, sometimes unsolved, always freaky, in 30 minutes or less. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Who, What, Where. Today's full-length episode is going to be on the death of Eliza Lamb. We briefly mentioned her um, last week in the Cecil Hotel episode that we um, uploaded last week. And today we'll go do a deep dive into her life. Um, we'll start with some recent true crime, kind of like as like a breaking news section of the episode, Um, the Japan Twitter killer, that's what he was known in like English media, um, was just sentenced to death by hanging in Japan um, for the murder and dismemberment of eight women and one man. So I looked this up and basically he would prey on vulnerable women, a lot of them having suicidal tendencies or wanting to commit suicide. And he would um, also, like, stalk them on social media. And he would prey on their insecurities to lure them in. And then um, he would sexually assault them and kill them so that they wouldn't speak out to police, obviously. Um, And then the one man that he killed um, is my understanding that it is, like, an acquaintance of one of the victims. Again, to kind of just cover his tracks. Um, But a lot of times, apparently, one of his, like parts of his like MO would be that he would claim that he would kill himself alongside of the people um who were suicidal that he had like lured into his traps, sort of. Um this is a long time coming though. The various body parts of the victims were discovered back in um 2017. So it's been a long time coming and I'm glad that um he is getting they're getting the his victims are getting some justice. Okay, so let's start with today's episode. Um, Basically, I've broken up this episode into the typical who, what, where um, kind of style that we do for the beginning part of the episode. But then kind of the more interesting part is the how and the why, especially of this case. Um, It's interesting, but it's also very tragic. Whatever ended up happening to to her, whatever theory you believe, um, it's a really tragic death, death that Eliza Lamb... Um, succumbs to you. So I just want to keep that in mind. That I'll say interesting maybe a few times, um, but it is really tragic that she died in this way. Um, and I'll also at towards like the middle to end of the episode, I'll start kind of discussing more in depth some of the really weird parts of the case, um, like the elevator footage. And yeah, so just don't worry if you don't hear that in the first couple of minutes i'm kind of giving a background of eliza herself and um the location too so eliza lamb was a canadian student at the university of british columbia vancouver um she was also known by her catanese name which is lam ho Yi. um she was the daughter of emigrants from hong, hong kong um, but as far as I know, her family also lived in Vancouver, so she wasn't going to school like far away from home. Um, she, I think it's important to mention that she was only five foot four, um, so she was a small she was a small statured woman, um, and she was twenty one at the age of her disappearance and death. Um, she also, this is another important thing to note, um, suffered from bipolar disorder. So one a lot of the th- different um, kind of research that I did came to the same point that a lot of people and basically what the um, official ruling was was that she suffered from bipolar disorder and that caused her to do some weird things that night. Um, And she was on a few different types of medication at the time. These all showed up on the toxicology report even though technically the toxicology report was never able to be completed. I'll talk about that more in a little bit. Um, that day that she died, she had taken at least one antidepressant, but okay. she had not taken her antipsychotic. And in my research, I also found that um, the use of antidepressants to treat bipolar disorder is not entirely uncommon, but it's the risk is um, manic side effects if it's done without taking um, an antipsychotic to kind of like off-balance it. I don't know a ton about that. I'm not Pharmacist or doctor of any kind, um, but that's kind of what I got from my research. And um, according, again, according to that toxicology report and like the autopsy, she had no alcohol or illegal drugs in her system. Um, she had been prescribed to four different medications. I didn't do a ton of research on each of these medications because I probably would have gone down a rabbit hole. Um, but she basically. The point I'm trying to make here is that she was prescribed to a lot of different medications. The only medications or drugs of any kind that were in her system that day were drugs that she was prescribed by a doctor. Um, And based on that autopsy and toxicology report, she had taken her prescribed stimulant medications, but neither of her stabilizer medications. Um, So that may have led to a manic episode, which could explain her actions that night and could explain How she would have kind of superhuman strength um, when it came to climbing into a water tower and then closing the um, lid on top of her so now we'll talk about the what this was a really big case in like the media um it was highly publicized because of kind of just the weirdness of the case um so i'm sure you guys have probably seen and heard But the short version is she was reported missing and had disappeared um, on January 31st, 2013. That day was the day that she was supposed to check out of the hotel. Um, Apparently she had made contact with her parents every single day she was on this vacation, um, except for the day of January 31st, 2013. So that is why obviously her parents ended up calling the hotel and they were not able to find her. Um, About, two-ish weeks later, two to two and a half weeks later, she was found dead in one of the tanks on the roof of the, um, on the Cecil Hotel, which is also also the Stay on Main Hotel. Well, Um, it's been renamed. It was rebranded to Stay on Main Hotel after this, though. Oh, it was after this? Oh, okay. Um, so this part is a little bit disgusting, just warning you guys. Um, The water tank that she was found in provided water to guest rooms a kitchen and a coffee shop um so one of the reasons why they're like oh let's go look in the water tanks was because guests were complaining about low water pressure and some had also claimed that their water had a unusual taste and was even um black in color so yikes (laughs) like what would make it i guess like the body decomposition like probably release some chemicals that would make it black theory if If what they ended up ruling was true, that she was, you know, drowned in the water tank and she had been in there since January 31st, that would be like over two weeks. Mm -hmm. And so that would mean that she, um, you know, had been decomposing for two and a half weeks in water. So I'm not surprised that the water tasted weird. (laughs) I'm not either, but you also... Human bodies decompose slower in water than they would, like, exposed to the elements. Mm-hmm. It surprisingly, like, preserves it, especially since it's still water and not, like, running a water river or an you know. ocean or lake. So it's, it's still, which helps, like, preserve it, which is how they were able to do the toxicology reports and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, again, long story short, like i said i'll talk a little bit more about kind of the unusual parts of the case in a little bit as if the case i've already mentioned to you isn't unusual um her death was officially ruled as an accidental drowning and they believe basically that her bipolar disorder was a significant factor in her death like i said um a little bit ago um i found this too which is kind of interesting the last person to see her alive we believe, allegedly, um, was the owner of a local bookstore. Her name was Katie, or her name is, I'm not sure if she's still alive, um, is Katie Orphan, which is an interesting last name. Um, <laughs> and she remembered from that day that she that Eliza had bought books and music for her family. So it seemed like she had plans to return home, um, which is why the suicide um, theory for me isn't that convincing. Um so, unless something drastically changed from when she was buying these books and music for her family until when, you know, she actually went up to the water towers. Um, and then she had a... This is an interesting fact as well. She had originally booked a shared room, kind of like a... Um, hostel. Like a hostel with other guests at the hotel. But Lamb's roommates had complained of odd behavior, which forced Lamb to be moved to a private room. But... Um, the fact that she, it seemed like she wasn't taking her medication correctly could lead to other, um, kind of instances of odd behavior. Yeah, it's a super sketchy area. And I, like, most of the people that stay at the hotel are, like, homeless or transients of some kind, so they're, like, moving around a lot. I, I have to assume it was solely because of the price point that she decided to stay there because I can't really... I can't really see how she would be like, oh yeah, this is like a nice hotel for me to go on vacation. Yeah. I just feel like it's weird that no one, like there are photos of her on social media and she had an active Tumblr blog. And so she was like, it didn't seem like she didn't have like friends, you know? And so I'm wondering why none of her friends were like, oh yeah, that hotel is like really freaky. You probably shouldn't stay there, you know, unless she didn't tell anybody that she was going. I don't know. Well, and, um, I, I listened to a podcast about this case a while back, and they, I guess she was, like, she was on some kind of, like, discovering herself trip, because she, like, worked her way down the coast from Vancouver. Mm -hmm. She took a variety of, like, city buses, Amtrak trains, Greyhound buses, um, to get all the way down from Vancouver to, um, LA. So, yeah. And, um, she was, like she's a young college student so that's not entirely unheard of like college students do that all the time so that in itself isn't weird it's just the location she chose is kind of weird mm-hmm. to me i mean la is expensive so again i have to feel like yeah maybe. it might just be mm-hmm. the price point was right and for all we know she and she's canadian staying, so like yeah, maybe she, she didn't know maybe she didn't know or for all we know she could have been staying at a bunch of other kind of weird sketchy hotels along her way mm-hmm. so Um, so like I mentioned at the beginning of this, those are kind of the basics facts, sort of, I would say, of the case. Um, but now is where we'll start to kind of speculate on the why and the how of the who, what, where, when, why. Um, so like I talked about at the beginning of this episode, those, what we've discussed so far are the basics or what I would like to say kind of the facts of the case. Um, but now is where we'll start to speculate on the why and the how, and also discuss the really odd elevator footage. You guys are probably all like, "Please talk about the elevator footage," um, because that is arguably the most like publicized part of the case. That was the what I. That's why I knew about this case was because that was like on every news site for a long time. Um, right when this happened back in 2013. So, the footage that has, like, been widely spread, I think, is only about three minutes long, so you guys can totally watch it yourself, too. Maybe even, like, watch it while you're listening to this. Um, it begins with Eliza walking in to the elevator. She then, like, bends down and presses at multiple buttons and then goes and stands in the corner and just, like, stands there, looks straight ahead, you know, isn't, she isn't, she's not smiling, she's not doing anything, like... She has, like, her back to the wall, too, and it, like, it actually kind of looks like she's, like, pressing herself against the wall to not be able to be seen by somebody walking by. It's also weird that the elevator door, like, never closes. Yeah, so the elevator door does not close after she presses the buttons, and the elevator does not start to move at this point of the video. But she's, like, definitely pressing the buttons. Like, why would she be faking? Because you can kind of, I'll preface this also by saying the video footage is extremely pixelated. It's... It's hard to make out really any specifics. Like you can tell, obviously, that it's her. She's in an elevator, um, but it's 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 hard to see. You know what number button she's pushing, or is she going to the floor she actually was staying at? So the footage is very pixelated, but you can definitely tell that when she you know presses the buttons on the elevator, they do light up. So she is pressing the buttons to go to a different floor. She peeks out of the elevator and then quickly steps back into the elevator as if she had seen someone that she did not want to see or didn't want them to see her. Um, and she hides. So at first she goes back to the regular, the normal corner that she was standing in. And then she goes like to the corner, um, where the buttons are. So like, she's really actually hiding from somebody. It looks like to me. Yeah. Um, and this time she, after that, she peeks out again and of the elevator. And this time it looks like she's doing it for a longer amount of time, possibly talking to somebody. So at one point she's standing outside of the elevator for a while and she could be talking to somebody. Yeah. So that, in my opinion, it looks like she is talking to people outside of the elevator. However, pretty much all of the like evidence and anyone who, any witnesses that have talked to them, they, they said that that day, they did not see Eliza Lamb with anybody mm-hmm. in the hotel. So um, so it, it could have very well been a hotel staff, though. Could have been a hotel staff, and they just maybe wouldn't have thought anything of it if they saw her with the hotel staff, because maybe he was just helping her with her bags. Maybe he was, you know, taking her up to her room. I don't know. Um, she then goes in and out of the elevator a few times, like kind of back and forth. And she has some really odd arm movements again it really to me looks like she's talking to somebody um you know when like you're having a conversation and you're maybe a little bit emotional or like you're just really into the conversation and you move your hands a lot Mm -hmm. that's what it looks like um she then re-enters the elevator with her hands on her head and this is where the video... Isn't so, there this part where she, like, is holding under her head and she's, like, looks like she's trying to get her balance? Like, she puts her hand on, like, yeah, the so wall to get her the balance? that's that I'm talking about right now is she comes back into the elevator, she has her hands on her head, then she kind of, like, puts her hands, like, down, like she might be trying to, like, grab onto something, like... Yeah, to steady, steady herself. herself, yeah. Um, and this is where, in my opinion, I, I'm not, I don't know if the video was slowed down, To me, it looks like it was like put in slow motion. um, And she like tries almost to steady her balance um, and kind of get her bearings, which would kind of fall under, you know, the theory that maybe she was having kind of a like a manic episode and her head was spinning, the room was spinning, she was having hallucinations, something like that. But if it was slowed down because they wanted to make it look like she was having some kind of episode. Mm -hmm. Like, and so, like, at normal speed, it would just be, like, her, like, touching her head briefly. Like, yeah. if it was slowed right. down that's that much, you know? Why, that's why the video, to me, is really odd, because it looks like it's put in, like, slow motion almost. Um, to make it maybe, like, Caitlin's saying, look like it was something, but it wasn't. After after she goes back in the elevator and she kind of gets her balance, she then presses a series of buttons. It, it doesn't, she doesn't, like run her finger down it, but she, like, you know, is bending down, looking at the buttons, and pressing a series of buttons before stepping back out of the elevator. Um, and then, again, more weird hand movements at this part. She is looking like she's trying to explain something to somebody, um, like, through her hands. Um, also, I think it was at this part that I noticed that it looks like her hands are kind of blurred. Like, maybe she was doing sign language of some sort. I know, I I did see somebody that was, like, when she's briefly doing, like, things with her hands, it looks like sign language, like. Like, and and it looks blurred in the camera footage, and like I said, the camera footage is not great anyway, but it looks like even, like, more, like, centrally located blurring of her hands, Mm -hmm. um, as to, like, not show maybe what she was saying. Because maybe she was, like, signing help me. She then steps out of side of the camera, and she's not seen again in the footage. So, like, she goes out of the elevator and steps to the left, and you can't see her anymore. Yeah. Then, this is the weirdest part to me, at that point, the elevator door closes, and it starts, you know, doing, going to the floors that she had pressed, and then, you know, like an elevator, how an elevator works, you guys know how an elevator works, the door is open, it waits a second, the door is closed, it goes to the next floor right? So this is like, that makes it seem like somebody was holding the button. So So yeah, that's my question is, is like, why didn't the doors close all of this other time? Because she wasn't for, for some of the video, she, it wasn't like she was standing in like the doorway, um, where she would be blocking the doors from closing sensors that would allow the doors to close. So I know some hotels, uh, like some elevators have like a stay button and it, like, won't move until you, like, tell it, like, okay, now I'm ready to move kind of thing. Well, but I kind know of what you were saying, Abby, that, like, maybe someone was holding down a button that was, like, making the the elevator yeah. stay on that level. Um, which would kind of track if there was someone outside of the elevator. Yeah. So, huh. um, another weird point about that is... Um, in my experience with elevators, which I'm not an elevator expert, but I've been <laughs> on a few elevators, and um, if you hold the door for too long, a lot of time, like, kind of like a a siren goes off, like a, a, like uh, like a yeah. loud, monotone oh. beeping. Um, and again, that would, if she wasn't talking to anyone, wouldn't that at least alert somebody to her location? I totally know what you mean. Um, I don't know. So... I'm not sure about the science of elevators. I don't know if that, like, is actually, like, an alarm that it sends to, like, the security system. Mind you guys, this is the Cecil Hotel. I don't know how their security system works anyway, because... Well, it's an older building, so, like... It was after. The hotel was in... Or the elevator was installed a lot later than it was built, so, like, who knows? Yeah, I don't know what their security system is, because of the amount of crazy stuff that's happened at that hotel... Makes me question their security system, is what I'll say. Right, there. like I'm just surprised there wasn't any um, security camera footage up the hallway, which makes me think there was security camera footage and the hotel is covering it up. No, yeah. there's a there's a camera at the end of that hallway. Like, they, yeah, but like they interviewed the hotel staff, and there is a camera that would be able to see the outside of that elevator from the hallway, mm-hmm. but the like they said that it collected no footage weird (laughs) basically another thing that i just want to throw out there is that there was i don't remember if it was a yeah i think it's footage of eliza lamb meeting with two men in like black suits in the hotel lobby and they present her with like a small white box wait this is confirmed yes I don't believe that the like footage was ever released to the public but the main detective in the police report said that they had video footage of her meeting with two men in the lobby and then presenting her with like a small white box and nothing else was ever said about that. And it was in else? like a police report? Yes, like oh, the, okay. the main detective Stated that they had that recording Hmm. Weird Weird point there Um, And so this this entire conversation about the footage really the the main question here was was the footage edited? Um, Kind of like what Caitlin was saying about um, Like If there was a hotel employee involved wouldn't the hotel kind of want to save their ass and, like, cover it up? Oh, they 100% would do Um, that. (laughs) So, like I have mentioned a few times, the video quality is not great anyway. It's security cam footage. I do not know why security cam footage is still so bad. Like, I've seen, there's, like, a meme that I've seen before that it shows, like, literally a photo of outer space. And it's, like, this beautiful photo, high def, and then it shows have you seen this person? And it's like, you know, like basically like a video game, like how yeah. pixelated it is. Which C- is just, CCTV is like not, not great. Not great. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so that just keep that in mind. But the timestamp in the bottom corner is almost entirely unreadable. Um, but a few people do claim that it skips forward at one point as if some footage had been removed. Which I don't even- I don't, I've watched it so many times, and I don't know how they got that. Like, I can't read
1: any. You can't read it either. at all. I think I it's people it. just
0: assuming. There's, like, no chance you could be like, oh, yeah, like, a couple, like, numbers are missing, so it was skipped ahead. Like, mm-hmm. you can't see it at all, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh like i said also earlier there is a part of the video that to me it looks like it kind of went to slow motion so that would also beg the question was it edited there or was was she experiencing kind of this weird manic episode where i don't know she like was moving kind of in slower motion um some people also believe that at one point while Lam appears to speak to someone her mouth has been pixelated like, like purposefully? Ups- yeah, like purposefully obscuring oh. her words. And then like we also mentioned, there is that one part where to me it looks like her hands were blurred as to not show what she was like insinuating with her hands. Um, but again, I-, I don't know. To me, this the footage is, a... is, is is basically one of the biggest points of evidence they have. But it's so bad quality that I don't even know if you could speculate, oh yeah, it's been edited, they've pixelated some things more than other things were pixelated because it's so pixely itself, like the video. Well, and so. like I was saying earlier, I was like, you can use this footage to argue whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you can take whatever theory you think it is mm-hmm. and use the footage to justify that. Yeah, so you could think it's, it is a manic episode, which... The footage kind of explains that you could think that she is playing the elevator game which we'll talk about in a second um which is like a korean urban legend i believe um you could think that she was talking to a hotel get Mm -hmm. like a hotel worker who then helped her get to the the roof yeah um possibly you know injuring her or hurting her or killing her even um so really kind of you're totally right that it really goes with whatever theory you want to prescribe and you you know good evidence doesn't do that like good evidence like will point you in one specific direction and that's it yeah and so like i think everybody is just using the footage to like kind of grab it's like confirmation bias you know it's like oh i already have this idea in my head of what happened so i'm going to use this footage to like explain that that's the way that it happened but everybody does that with their own theories, so Mm -hmm. it's like I think it's so. Just, what's the truth? Yeah, if, if and, it's almost impossible. And I mean, honestly, that's kind of why I feel like the investigation, if you could even call it that, was cut short. Yeah, they. Yeah, they were like speculating isn't going to do anything. Yeah, any kind of speculation isn't going to help. <laughs> There's no eyewitnesses that see her with anybody else, as far as we know. Um, and like kind of the toxicology, um, and autopsy reports are kind of inconclusive. Yeah. So. Oh, totally. So now we'll talk about the water tanks, which is another huge part of the story. Obviously, that's where her body was found. There are four water tanks, I believe. It might be five, but I think it's four. And they're kind of, you know, just in, like, a little square (laughs) in, like, the corner. Um, It's important to mention here that only hotel staff keys um, can unlock the doors to the roof. So it's kind of like, you know, security so that people don't get up there. Um... I did read that it is technically possible that she could have used the fire escape to get up there, but it's almost also- Like implausible. It's implausible, but it's also unlikely that that happened because it would have triggered alarms that then would have hopefully triggered- Because as soon as you open a fire door, it's gonna, like a fire escape door, Mm -hmm. it would set off an alarm. Especially at a hotel. Unless this hotel is so, like, their security system is so outdated or so bad. That which, is have, totally which, which is totally possible. technically could be. If they're only charging, like, $30 a night, like, they probably mm-hmm. can't afford to do a lot of, like, repairs. <laughs> yeah. Um, the water tank opening. So, like, it, a water tank... I don't know if you've ever seen a water tank but it's like a giant cylinder and you have to have a ladder to go up it to the top there's usually like a ladder on the outside of yeah. most water tanks though right like well, just like so attached to I, it I, the, what i read about the water tanks is that there were no ladders found around the water tanks oh so it's possible that she had to get a ladder to do you know how tall the 10 feet oh my gosh so it's, and not, she, and it's like not even like somebody the could the have like thrown her <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, she's five foot four. She's not like she's a very small statured woman. So it it to me, it's almost entirely impossible that she climbed up there herself. And so then this is another point with the um, the water tanks. She would have had to climb up herself, open the lid, which presumably is very heavy. Mm-hmm. Get in the water, close the lid on top of her. The lid that has no interior handle Mm -hmm. so she would have had to like walk her hands right but the lid itself too when they discovered her body in there um the hotel employee that was like kind of responding to the complaints of the um oh the water of the the taste of the water yeah he went up there and he thought it was weird because that it wasn't latched so that kind of tracks that she could have closed it herself because, because she can't latch it from the inside. Because if, if somebody put her in there, they would have latched it probably. probably, right? To avoid suspicion. Maybe, but maybe that maybe it was, you know, there is kind of a theory that she was killed before she was put in the water. That's technically possible. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I think the thing that sucks is- And then maybe they wanted after, to look, make it look like it was a drowning so after, they didn't latch it. After two weeks of decomp, like- But she would have drowned if somebody put her in there alive and closed the lid on her. She would have drowned then. Eventually, yeah. So when they do a toxicology report, usually, generally, they would do it from, like, your veins. Like, they would just take blood from your veins and do it that way. But I remember reading the autopsy report and there wasn't enough of anything in her veins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But because she was in water, her internal organs were preserved enough, like her liver and that kind of thing that they could Oh, do. that's what they used that's instead. That's oh, the okay. toxicology report. But also, I think it's just like it's not realistic to me personally that she climbed in there and like accidentally drowned. And if we're saying like okay, so a hotel staff had to be present to open the door or there had to be some roundabout way that she got up there. And the guy that found her was like, "Oh, it wasn't latched." they totally could be covering up for Mm -hmm. themselves Mm -hmm. like it's totally possible that they're just trying to save their ass yeah Yeah. well because if they had found out even later oh that like a hotel employee did it they i don't know it'd be like too late because then it would be like oh my god this body has been in our water tank and you're just now telling us and then Mm -hmm. i and also if you like buy into the idea that all the people working at the hotel are like in on it? very like yeah. well not even necessarily in on it but they're like willfully ignoring mm-hmm. any crime that happens in the hotel so the main question with the water tanks was basically did she kind of just want to go for a night swim there and she you know was swimming and then ended up dying or drowning but the question with that is Why would she have closed the lid, then, if she was just going for, like, a swim? Like, I was reading the autopsy report, and she was significantly more decomposed on the lower half of her body, because you know how when you're, like, trying to float on your back intentionally, I mean, she was dead, but your legs, like, will bow under the water a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the upper part of your body's a little bit out, and so she was significantly more decomposed- um which tracks if she i mean on the she was more decomposed on the top part of her body that wasn't underwater is what i'm trying to say i see i I totally understand what you're saying yes um that's that actually actually makes a lot of sense because even even if you're trying to float and you're conscious and holding your body as straight as you can you You still still, sometimes sink a little bit yeah yeah So, and and maybe if she had gone up there for, like, a swim... Why would you swim in a water tank? I mean, maybe she was... If you follow kind of the idea that she was having, like, a manic episode and she was like, well, I want to go swimming. Mm -hmm. Autism in women can often be misdiagnosed as bipolar disorder. Because, like, women with autism... Present differently? Yeah, present present their autism differently than... um, than men with it and so i found people with autism can be like attracted to water as one of their um kind of like characteristics and so i thought that was interesting and just worth a mention so again that would that would kind of explain that if she was having some sort of episode or accidentally ended up in there, or she yeah she accidentally ended up in there because she wanted to go swimming Mm-hmm. That's possible, but then, but then it begs the question: Okay, why was the lid? Why did she close the lid, or why did somebody close the lid on top of her? Also, why were her clothes off? Yeah, so, in the water with her. Let's talk about the autopsy report. That was a good segue, because um, we kind of already mentioned it a little bit. But her body was found naked in the um, water tank, in her clothes that she was wearing in that elevator footage. So that tracks. Um, were floating beside her in the tank. She also went to this hotel, like, and that's another, like, there's a lot of weird things leading up to this actual Well, and I do know (laughs) that one of the, like, most prominent ideas is that she just got really freaking unlucky. Like, she decided to stay at the hotel but didn't know anything about it kind of was unlucky like she Mm -hmm. didn't happen to see anything bad about it wanted to go swimming was (sighs) unlucky you know there's a lot of people that are like yeah we believe the la LA coroner like this is pretty cut and dry like it was just like she was like a victim of circumstance almost so Mm -hmm. um and then there was a sand like particulate on found on her clothing that was in the water with her so that's weird to me i don't really know what that could mean i'm curious what you guys i don't i don't even think anybody had a theory on where it was from there wasn't like a theory of like so i mean she was in la it's possible she she had gone to the beach i suppose um that day um and gotten a sand like particulate on her that is totally possible but i also this is kind of crazy random but Um, like you throw sand on something when like it's on fire. Oh, totally. You know? And I don't know. I'm not sure about that. There's also a theory um that Caitlin mentioned um to me earlier when we were doing research that she had possibly spent the night or spent some time with a man in a hotel room, possibly. Well she was wearing wearing men's basketball shorts. And so maybe that man was doing something in those clothes the day. I don't know. And I think that's like a little bit of stretch, that's too, stretch, if you think yeah. about it. Like, Well, in a lot of the things Because the lots of pretty... women wear men's clothes because yeah, they're comfortable. She totally, she totally could be. And it was late at... Presumably it was late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's very possible that she could have been like just about to go to bed or something. Yeah, she was just like wearing lounge Maybe going clothes. to get ice. I don't know. And she just was severely unlucky. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's always possible that she just kind of... Just time after time, like, fell under circumstances that were just not great, freaking unlucky, Bad. you know? Yeah, um, like we've mentioned a little bit, her body, when her body was discovered, it was moderately decomposed and very bloated. Um, and then I'll kind of go through a bullet list points of what I took from the autopsy report in my research. There was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. However, like Caitlin mentioned, there was kind of some, I don't know how to say this in like a nice way, discoloring. Um, one of the things I read was marbling of the skin. Yeah, like, marbling um, um, From read. decomposition, um, which would kind of hide any- Like bruises some, some or- Some forms of physical trauma. Yeah. Because right? um, if so satiate, I mean, it's pretty hard to choke somebody with your bare hands, but- Um, bruising from choke marks but again she would still have damage to her windpipe you would assume yeah she would yeah for sure um the toxicology reports were somewhat incomplete because not enough of her blood was preserved like abby said but then they did use kind of some of her organs that were that were preserved to figure out what was in her system that day which we found out was basically just her prescribed drugs Mm -hmm. no not even any alcohol which she was 21 so she could legally go to a bar and drink no rape kit or fingernail kit results were ever shown to the public as far as we know they were those those kits were like taken but they were never completed yeah it's like listed on the autopsy report as evidence but Mm -hmm. But in the autopsy report it doesn't or the released autopsy report it doesn't say like the um results of that And I was thinking about fingernail kits, like, I know that they're usually checking for, like, DNA of somebody else, like, if they scratched them. Right, to see if they were, like, trying to fight back. And, like, if she was in water, I can't imagine that any of that would have been still there. So maybe they're, like, maybe there was literally no evidence that came from either of those, and that's why they didn't have anything in the autopsy report. But they still should have put, like, oh, there was nothing, you know? With the whole rip kit and fingernail kit, basically the, um, kind of two theories with that is okay yeah there wasn't anything or there was something but they had already kind of thought that the death was accidental that it was like they a con- want to con- i yeah. totally think it's like a confirmation bias thing yeah so like the reason that this case is closed is 100 just because they from the very beginning were like oh it was an accident it was an accident it was an accident so my point being that there could have been There could have been results with those two kits, but it's possible that they didn't even run them because they had already thought it was an accident. That's kind of the point I'm thinking. And I don't know, this is just such a peculiar case. You think that you would take the time to look into it more deeply? Yeah, so this next part I'm going to say is a little bit graphic, so just trigger warning, I guess, with that. Um, That there was a pooling of blood in Lamb's anal area, which some may believe could be linked to sexual abuse, but one pathologist noted that it could be from bloating in the course of body decomposition. So that's kind of inconclusive there, yeah. in my opinion. And again, you can also argue that the that is like the type of evidence that somebody would just, they would cherry pick it to confirm what they already believed, mm-hmm. you know? Right, so if you believed there was foul play, you'd be like, oh my god, yeah, they should have, like, that is sexual abuse. Yeah. Or if you believe that it was accidental, you're like, yeah, that just happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say that a lot of the pathologists from, like, the reports that I read seemed a little bit ambivalent to say that this death was an accidental drowning. Oh, really? Um, They seemed kind of like, maybe it's not. But there wasn't enough evidence, I don't think. And I wonder if, to an extent, like, the lead coroner or maybe even the police department, like, was like, we want you to say it was accidental because we don't have any proof to the contrary. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of the theories are just pure speculation. Yeah, like there's the- no actual proof, and so like it would have to like when's when do they stop? Like when does it become a waste of resources mm-hmm. and they give up? You know. Yeah. Um, and then I also put this in here because it kind of has to do with the autopsy in that when her body was found, um her phone was not found with her body with her clothes nor in her hotel room so that's weird to me so i like 2013 wasn't that long ago it wasn't like people didn't have cell phones and they weren't and she, like we have mentioned she's contacted her parents every single day that she was at, on this trip so um i i can't remember which i've listened to a couple podcasts about this case and i do remember somebody mentioning a fact that i had never heard before and it was that something got posted on her Tumblr page after she had already gone missing. But that can be explained away by anybody that knows Tumblr. Like, you can queue stuff. Her Tumblr blog was, like, she posted a lot of, like, art and fashion stuff. Um, But she also talked a lot about, like, depression and anxiety. Um, So it was very, like, like... Tumblr. (laughs) It was very Tumblr. Like, yeah, I I mean, I was on Tumblr in 2013, Mm -hmm. and this was... People like people didn't post a lot of like original content. Like a lot of people, would you would just share. repost like quotes or like cute pictures. She, I read that she had a lot of like fashion that she posted on there, and then a lot of like quotes that were a little bit like de- dark, but d- like dark, depressing kind of thing. She just kind of honestly like sounds very like like she's like really into fashion and film and everything, but she also is like, you know, she's like a young woman who's like a little bit. Like conflict about her life like it actually says that she shares so like in her like description of on her tumblr page it says she has the chuck Palahniuk quote you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life yeah so that I've could explain that. why she was in la in the first place you know lamb's parents filed a wrongful death suit basically saying that the hotel failed to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Lam and other hotel guests. So they were upset that you could get onto the roof exactly. without access. Or without, exactly. like, a card. Um, and pretty much immediately it was dismissed. Um, well, not maybe immediately, but eventually it was dismissed, saying that they could not have reasonably foreseen that Lam could have... Even if she could have gotten onto the roof, they want not have been like, oh yeah, she could totally get onto the water tanks by herself well, and close the lid on top of her. And room. with a wrongful death suit, I feel like they would have to prove that... Um, Eliza got onto the roof by herself without mm-hmm. the help of a employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, now we'll ta- start talking about the theories. There's one I want to mention really quickly because it's kind of it's, like it's, too it's, real, like too weird to be a coincidence. It's, it's, a very, it's very much like a, a conspiracy theory I would say with this case. There was a tuberculosis test that was being studied nearby Hotel Cecil. Around the same time of, you know, this death and disappearance of Eliza, and the name they were calling the test was, this is in quotes, LAM, and then a dash, Elisa, same, or Eliza, same spelling. So it stands for, forgive me for my bad pronunciation, but it stands for lipoarabinomanin, LAM, enzyme-linked immunoabsorbent a say like a s s a y, which is Eli spells out Eliza. Okay. Which yeah. makes me think that it's just a coincidence. Uh-huh. It's very. I mean, it's possible it's a coincidence. It just seems so. I mean, like if it's if so there would have just been somebody staying at the hotel named Eliza Lamb, you wouldn't really think anything of it. But because of the fact that she died in yeah. mysterious, in my opinion, mysterious circumstances, it seems like it's like too good to be just a. Um. Coincidence. My understanding is that there was, like, a uh, tuberculosis outbreak within the homeless community around yes. this area, um, which is really common. Like, it happens in those kind of populations because there's there's a lot of people interacting all the time, and they are not very healthy people. Have you guys and... ever gotten a tuberculosis test? No, you have, though. Yeah, it. Uh, they basically, like, on a patch on, like, your forearm, they, like, put a little bit... Of it into you, uh-huh. and then they wait. I can't remember it's twenty four or forty eight hours, and then they look at it, and depending on how what the reaction looks like, you have it or not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I can't think of any other explanation, other than it being coincidental, because it it wasn't really related to her being there, and the test was created before her death, flush disappearance. She was in L.A. for about five days by the time that she went missing, too. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. important or not, but... Now, we'll talk about um, the theories. For my notes, and for the sake of, like, this not being four hours long, I have written down basically four theories. I'll talk about and these this... are, like, the most prominent ones, other right. than that it was an accident, or, right? Yeah, basically, or that... Well, it, it includes the one, one theory that is like what they said is true um is that it was an accidental drowning and it was potentially related to a manic episode yeah of some sort um there are a few points of doubt with this theory obviously um the th- number one being the um kind of just like security pass that she would need to get onto the roof and number two being the strength and physical ability she would have to have to climb up and in the water tank and then close the heavy lid on top so abby you're like 5'4 right i'm like 5'3 yeah so small i'm like imagining like her kind of being about your size and like i feel like you would not be able to climb a 10 foot water tower no like no yeah (laughs) um and then the other kind of short simple to the point theory is that it could have been a suicide and um, she went up there to, like, we've already talked about this. I don't think that's true. I'm not even going to really talk about it, but it is possible that she went in there to, drown to purposely herself. drown herself. But I don't believe that. So we'll Here's just the thing though, like <laughs> I think with that, self-preservation would have kicked in. Yeah. I don't know if you would be able to drown yourself. I don't know. Um, okay. And then another theory is that there is foul play of some sort involved. Um, this would you know kind of explain um, the contents like, of the elevator the contents footage. of the elevator footage the fact that she's maybe talking to somebody or like hiding from somebody talking to somebody then hiding from someone else i don't know um like we've mentioned already it kind of looks like there's someone either like following her or talking to her so um and then the fourth theory ha- fourth theory i have written is possibly the most like interesting one one of the most interesting ones and that is that she was playing the elevator game that was um that is said to have originated in korea um basically without getting like super in-depth into it because i don't know if i want to give everybody like the step-by-step how to do the elevator game because i don't know if you want to well and um, it's it's like it's come up in other cases this like game mm-hmm. so this this specific case of eliza lamb's death um once the elevator footage was released that was when the elevator game kind of came into really like popular media and people yeah. were like, oh my god she was it totally used to be that. it used to be more like deep web stuff. or like yeah urban legend yeah kind of things um so basically without getting super in depth like i said you press a series of buttons, going to one floor, then another. But you don't get out on any of these floors. You just like do so. You go like I don't even know, but you know you'd go to like thirteen, then down to two, then like. To and six, I and then I know down the two. like there's like two requirements. It has to be a hotel with um, like a certain amount of floors, mm-hmm. and you have to start on a very particular floor, which I think is fourteen. I think it, yeah. you start on fourteen. Yeah um because you're supposed to start on 13 but a lot of hotels don't, don't have 13, 13 yeah. because it's unlucky it's like the same with airplanes don't have row 13 yeah um and then once you get to um i think it's like the 10th floor i believe that is when you will reach your final destination if it's successful. of the other like this other world um so she does press a variety of buttons in the video footage we we know that um, but we didn't really mention this when we talked about the elevator footage, but if you guys have seen any photos of Eliza, she does wear glasses and in the video she's not wearing glasses. And so that would kind of explain maybe why she was pressing multiple buttons because she wasn't sure which one was her floor and, and she's, she was hoping she would recognize she's it. She's like bent down really close to she's him too. She's looking very closely at the buttons. Um, so in, and she does look in and out of the elevator often. So maybe she's looking to see if she made it to this other world. I don't know. Um, that the weird part about this and kind of like the points of doubt with this theory is one i believe like you were mentioning that there has to be a certain amount of like um levels in the hotel and i believe the hotel cecil didn't have that many oh really mm-hmm. so maybe it wasn't working yeah and um also another weird part is the hotel or the elevator door never closes with her in the elevator. Yeah. Um, nor does it move with her in the elevator. So I've never seen that happen before. That's that weird. You push so many buttons and the door never closes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's kind of weird. So those are kind of like the four main theories basically of the case. Um there's obviously a lot more theories, like some people believe that she had tuberculosis and she was going there like you know there's there's a ton if you guys want to go reddit deep dive on this you totally can um there are a lot of theories out there but i guess we can just like really quickly say what your personal thought is like on what theory you agree with Um, my personal thought is that it was some sort of foul play. Yeah. Um, Somebody took advantage of her. The easiest for my brain to kind of understand is that she was possibly a very, well, we know that she most likely was a vulnerable young adult and a hotel employee, which like we've mentioned before, this hotel wasn't like a nice place, so maybe he or she Um, took advantage of Eliza and, you know, took her up to the roof and was like, oh, we can have some fun up in, like, the water tank, whatever. Um, And that's kind of my personal theory of what I think happened. I don't think it was an accidental drowning. I just think there's too many things that point against that,
1: personally.
0: I I will say about the accidental, like, the fact that the police believe it's accidental, it really, like, goes to show that if you have a mental illness that more easily explains away something, they're going to be like, oh, well, that's the answer. It's just like every, and we're guilty of this too, like saying like, oh, this serial killer, like they have a mental illness and that's why they killed somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so, because mental illness is not understood very well by and people so who don't have mental gonna, illness. Yeah, of course they're going to say, oh yeah, well, she just was like mentally it's ill. It's the easier way yeah. to explain it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I I do want to say that I... I like to think that there's some kind of, like, supernatural aspect to this. Um, I do think this hotel is incredibly haunted. I agree. (laughs) And it... I'll um, preface my my theory of saying that I agree that the hotel's haunted. And (laughs) when I first heard about the elevator game aspect in another podcast, I was like, that makes so much sense to me that Mm -hmm. that's what she was doing. Because she was very active on the internet, so it was, like, it was really likely that she knew what that game was, you know? Mm -hmm. So... I just know that there was a film called Dark Water in 2005 and it had some relation to there being a dead body in a water tank of like And the size. main character um it, her name's either Na- Natalie or Natasha and her daughter's name is Cecilia and like it's a very similar oh, like issue sis, like the Hotel Cecil. So I think the the theory with that one is that um somebody killed Eliza Like, that was inspired by that movie. Like, they used that as inspiration of How to Kill Her. Yeah, that could be. Probably, like, the one that I am leaning towards the most for theories is, I mean, I know that there was some kind of foul play. Mm -hmm. Personally, I get the vibe that there was somebody in the elevator with her or outside of the elevator. I do remember seeing that, like, it could have been easily edited to um, make it look like there wasn't anybody in the elevator, but I just think that it's, like, weird to, um, assume that she was just having a manic episode because, to me, it looks like somebody that's either, like, talking to somebody or talking to, like, something supernatural, and so those are my, my kind of two main ones for the elevator footage, but then, as far as how she got in the tank, I have no no doubt in my mind that it wasn't her, like, accidentally getting in there. And the biggest thing for me is that they didn't find her phone in her room. Yeah, that or is on really her, weird. Or Yeah. And that her clothes were outside the tank. And the, like, having to use a uh, staff code to get... or key to get to the mm-hmm. door. Like, there's just the ladder situation. Like, it's all... I, I just feel really disappointed in the LAPD for just, like, releasing it as yeah. an accidental death. I totally believe that it was a hotel employee. and It almost had like to I've have mentioned, been, right? Like we mentioned um, in the Hotel Cecil episode last week, is I I think that a lot of the hotel employees are possibly just... Complicit. Complicit to, like, kind of like I was saying in that episode a lot, like, don't ask, don't tell kind of mentality, mm-hmm. like... I won't say anything if you don't kind of thing. And that leads me to believe that maybe there was some foul play with the hotel employee involved. Let's say, like, the manager or somebody higher up in the hotel found out that it was a staff member, and they encouraged the staff member not to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that is basically all we got for Eliza Lamb. This is going to be a little bit of a longer episode, but I think it was worth it, because this is a pretty interesting um and like i said at the beginning it's interesting but it's also incredibly sad and no matter what happened to her um it's unfortunate that it's unfortunate that they brushed a lot of it off due to mental illness like yeah yeah if if we can't even like entertain the idea that somebody with mental illness was the victim of a foul play like yeah it's not always the mental illness that causes everything like what Mm -hmm. the heck (laughs) So thanks, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you on the Freaky Fast Friday episode. But until then, definitely check us out on Instagram at Who what Wear Podcast, and let us know your thoughts in the comments of those posts. We usually post something that's kind of um, relevant, to pictures that are relevant to the case, so go let us know your comments on this case or others um, on our Instagram. And we'll see you for the christmas day episode because friday is christmas day so yeah it, the episode we're gonna post i don't think has anything to do with christmas no it does oh, Hi- okay well kind of <laughs> it's sort of christmas themed but it's still a murder yeah so thanks everybody